0: Slater urgently across the ground, hangs out his right hand, going into touch, throws the pass recklessly. You uh-huh. oh, scores! New Zealand try, Marshall scores! <laughs> A Slater speculator! Now let the party begin. The black and white ball.
1: New Zealand, World Cup champions.
2: He's got his hands on it. He wants to have a bit of a dab, gets it off to Carter. Carter looking to get on the outside of Wakaroo does so, frees it up to Conrad Smith, and his first touch of the ball in the all-black uniform, he gets a try.
0: I might give him an like, I might give him a slick master boxing before not. Not that the ugly man touched me once. That'd be unbelievable, <laughs> wouldn't it? Chop with oh!
1: Down Goes the room!
0: Francis Incano! Yes, good morning, Izzy Kempi for Breakfast, S-E-N-Z, a hell of a track to start your Thursday morning. Good morning to everyone out there tuning in wherever you are in the country, we appreciate your support every single day, Double eight, double three is the text machine, you know that, we love your information, your opinion sent through throughout the morning, 0800 150 811, give us a call anytime, we are a one sleep. Closer to the big one on Sunday morning, and we've got a big Kiwis Test match taking place in Melbourne this weekend. So there is plenty of sport and racing. And on our show, we got Conrad Smith coming up to talk All Blacks. We got Ken Laven to talk league, and the Kiwis taking on the Kangaroos. And we got Mia Motu, the female boxer, stepping in the studio to don her presence. One and only Tony Kemp, Mister Kempy. How you doing, Uncle?
1: I love that tune. I love that tune. Is I actually uh, got to listen to you too when I was in uh, Leeds at my house. They played at a place called Roundhay Park, which was uh, a ten-minute walk from my place, a big park in yeah. England. And uh, they played there back in ooh, so that was ninety-five, um, somewhere around that stage. And you could hear it from my house, so I just got a I got a cheer couple of cans sat out the the front and just listened to it um, bellow through that part of North Leeds there. Um, You too, man. Beautiful, beautiful tune. Big shout out to Rick Dog. uh, Laid up in bed, having a bit of a a sleep in with his sickness. And Kez got a bit of a tribute here. And it looks like you got a bit of a tribute too, mate, with that that lid that you've got on today. Jeez, that's smart. (laughs) What happened?
0: (laughs) What do you mean what happened? I went and got a haircut last night took uh, Arlo along, we got a nice trim, he had a bit of an afro going on, he hadn't had a cut for a month or so, so took him in for a, uh, you know, father-son kind of haircut and uh, we got it done last night, feeling good, big weekend Kimpy. got a look good, feel good and hopefully present well on Sunday morning for Sky, so big show, we got a show for tonight on, on the breakdown, just previewing both teams, so plenty going on, but just on that Kempe, like you're a, you're very, very classy when it comes to hair. <laughs> so you've always you look you look a million dollars every single morning. I must say, must take you an hour to prepare for cut every it out. single show. Five minutes. You look great, but last night I had a little bit of predicament. Anyway, I went to the barber and there's a young young cat there, and he was getting a haircut. He might be Kez's age. No, he's, he's a lot younger than Kez. Teenager. Anyway, he's getting a cut. He's he's had a mullet, and then he walks out. And I, I was outside, and I went to walk in, and he walked through the front door. And I got a hell of a fright. I nearly tripped over myself and, and did a rolly poly with what I saw coming out of that, that barber. Now, this is something that I'm, I'm a little bit uh, concerned with. Or was it just the new-age teenagers? Anyway, he's gone from the mullet, and now he's gone for the Jim Carrey Dumb and Dumber uh, bowl cut. He's gone for the bowl cut. But like he's had the most horrible haircut. I walked into the barber, and he's a very good barber, Jay, at uh, at a barber shop here in and Christchurch. He's very very good. And my my, my barber Jerome, I said, mate, did you cut that? He goes, yeah. I said, what is that? And he goes, bro, don't don't ask me. Don't even talk to me about it. I don't even know. But he's going for a bowl cut, but he's like got the biggest bowl on his top, and it's like faded in. He looks like a lamp, like a lamp. It's, a
1: lampshade, This is not the hubcap. <laughs> this is not the hubcap, kids. What do you it's, reckon? It's, you, you, like, it's why, horrible. Why don't we go to the Tamariki in the in this in mm. the studio? The the youngest well, it goes mom. through your mind. More
2: what? than more than happy to represent the youth here on the me for breakfast. Um, Dagger, I want you to go and do something, and you too follow along out there. Um, Brody Perry. He plays for New Zealand basketball. I was watching the the three-on-three in Southland yesterday. My word, that's a trim. So he's gone for the bowl at the front, Dagger. So the Jim Carrey at the front. And then he's gone a beautiful blonde mullet at the back. So the bowl is coming back. And I think think you're right, Dagger. Every time I see the bowl, I do think dumb and dumber. But it's, it's coming back into, into fruition, especially with the mullet combo. Ah. So he had
1: no choice. He had no choice back in my day. That was, you know, we didn't, ha- we didn't have money well, to go and get. Well, it was a bowl cut, wasn't it? It was. It was yeah. a, and it actually was the bowl cut. Like, you know, mm. I, mean, I remember a guy at school coming to school and saying, oh, my dad just chucks a bowl on the top of my head and cuts it around it to get it straight. Because your parents cut your hair back then. Um, I, yeah. I haven't got a, I got a sort of similar story with my brother. Like, my brother... Oh, we would have been. I would have been thirteen, fourteen. He so he's twelve. Was 11, this back 12, in the day, Kippi? Back in the day, and my old man decides to cut his hair, and my old man cut our hair all the time. You know, and that's why my son's got some stories because I cut his hair right up until he he could afford to get his own hair cut. He reckons with blunt clippers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so my brother gets his hair cut. He starts to cry. So he's sitting there, and the old man's going hell for leather, mate, with the scissors, and it's it's like. Oh, you know, it's, mate, it's basically like taking chunks out of your hair. And he comes off, and he comes off the seat. You can't cry in front of my dad. You know, it was those ones. Don't cry or you'll get something to cry about. One of those ones. Yeah. And I'm just feeling really sorry for my brother. So he's he's looking at me crying, and I'm looking at him, and I'm going, oh, Okay, I hopped in the seat, and I just said, the old man goes, you want a haircut too? I went, yep, get it off, take it off, Dad. <laughs> so I took my hair off. This is where the the first bit of gel came from, that idea, okay? So I had quite longish yep. hair, so I whipped it off, and I went to my brother, come on, come with me, bro. He whipped him into the bathroom, and I got some water and the old man's bull cream, and I put it in my hair <laughs> and spiked it up, whacked the bull cream, shaped it up, and I went, what do you reckon? And he got the bowl cream and my brother's in there. Mate, we made that's where we made cut. That was where the cut came from. <laughs> and we made the cut fashionable. So I know where that young bloke's coming from. He's starting to mm. start to fashion and the bowl cut it's, it's a trend, isn't it?
0: Uh it, uh, is. it makes sense now because you're right, kids. He like they talked about it, posted it, and he had a mullet and he wanted to keep the mullet with the bowl. So maybe Brody Perry's starting the trend here and the trend's coming back because everyone goes in and when someone's a trend setter they try and emulate that uh that haircut. But I just couldn't believe my eyes what I was seeing there, Kimpi. And you did right. Like it starts from back in the days, the horrible haircuts you got as young kids. Like I just got straight kinners for heading for having um kutus or for having nuts. So that was either me, I had an afro, or I a straight kinner. And when you had a kinner, bro, everyone knew you had nits. Yeah. So uh, that was the reality of it. Um, but anyway, if you're at home and you've got young kids, because the reality is, I'm not in my life letting my son get a bowl cut. Um, but hey, that might be the way it's going. If you've got any any great stories, let us know on double eight double three because um, that's the reality of what I saw yesterday, and I couldn't believe it. But anyway, he had nice eyes. So, well done. Probably shows more of his <laughs> eyes. Anyway, uh, we better move on. We've got a big show today, boys. Great chat about here, and, well, there is a trendsetter in the kitchen. I should have known. Conrad Smith, like I've said earlier, he's coming on Talk Rugby. If you've got any questions, let us know. Ken Laban. Great to have Ken Laban. Mia Motu, and we've got plenty to get through. So, right now, kids, let's rip into it.
2: Round one. Fight. All right, twelve minutes of here chat. Let's uh let's get into it. Uh, boys lots of rugby over the last two days, so I've made the executive decision. Let's leave it. All right. We're gonna we've got a lot of rugby to get through today. All right, so I don't want to use it up in this first block. Kempi's kick a day today, boys. It's always a big one. Double eight double three. Mm. We need your tips. One for Come one on. for Izzy, one for Kempi. Last week, oh Kempe for three. Needs your help. So we won't we won't go back there. O oh for three. Cox played us this Saturday. If that's uh, where you're looking to head. Yeah. What's your favourite? Kempe, I'll start with you. Love Racing's been on fire.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Well, I love racing. Make sure you tune in today because we've got a fantastic one for you coming up. But uh, yeah, Cox Plate, for me, um, I've got I like a couple this weekend. But there's two races that stick out for me. Back in 2000, the great Sunline and Sticker Macle- uh, McKee, good friend of mine, and his dad took Sunline over to the Cox Plate. And the the commentator goes, it's won by six lengths. Took off at the six hundred, just couldn't get caught, and wins by six lengths. But in t- sixteen years later, in two thousand sixteen, another great horse called Winks, who won four Cox Plates, won the same race by they they reckon six to eight lengths. Um, it looks identical when you're looking at the footage, um, and everyone will probably say Winks is the best ever, but for me, it's Sunline. The Great Kiwi horse because I remember just how everyone in New Zealand would tune into that. I'm, I've watched it, it won it twice, it lost lost to Northerly, I think, a couple of times as well. Um, but yeah, for me, Kez Sunline, hands down, Digger, beautiful.
0: Ah, oh, it's hard. For, I, I was young when Sunline was running around, but I, I, you never forget the name, you never forget that, and it's such a good. When you go on the socials leading up to the Cox Play, you get replays of all the fantastic races, the close races. I saw a replay of Winx's four wins, and you know you can go through all of them in the class of Winx and, and able to get it done. So I have to say for me personally, Winx is, uh, is my... Favorite of all the Cox Plate winners, and uh, if I'm going to pick one this weekend, I'm gonna, I've I've gone towards Mister Brightside Kempi. I know that's your favorite horse. I think Mister Brightside paying good money, six dollars fifty. Mm. Um, obviously got beaten in, in its last out against Fangirl. I think it could be it's time to win the Cox Plate. It's having a hell of a year already, and uh, I'm picking. I'm picking uh, Mister Brightside to win the Cox Plate this weekend. It's a hell of a field though. Hell of a field
2: beauty I've just heard uh, actually from the camp theatre. dagger funny that you bring up Mr Brightside I've just heard from him himself
0: anchor me anchor <laughs> me <laughs>
2: Did I just stop it? <laughs> just Did I just it. stop it? All right, Diggas <laughs> no, just, no. just saved <laughs> Man, me $10 on, just, on the TV I had my bet is is slip it, loaded it, up, but I've just worry, I've glitched the X.
1: Don't worry, I'm not, gonna, is it I'm true? not giving mine to Mark till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> is it true? Everyone out there, please, is it
0: true? Do I stop everything? Please oh. let me know because I'm starting to really hurt me, affect me. <laughs> I just want to know, am I the reason things lose? Because I stopped England. <laughs> oh, There's that's, that's a fair point in that one. Anyway, on. oh, let's,
2: let's get out of here. Round two. <laughs> Sorry. All right, boys. The Kangaroos named four changes yesterday, uh, including two debutants to face the Kiwis. Kimpy. Where can we hurt them?
1: Oh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one going on Aussie, and, and I don't think the two changes. A mate of mine texted me and said, oh, you think Mel Meninga's taken, taken the mickey, mate, by picking a, a lesser team. I don't think, personally, I don't think it's a lesser team at all, um, leaving Tino and and, and Payne Haas out of the, the middle of the park and, and starting with Flegler and, and Trebojevic oh, in no. eight 8-10. Mate, they're just as good. You know, look at their bench. I think we hurt them... Um, as you play better off the bench, I think I think our starting lineup is is probably a little bit better than what the Aussies are. But the bench is where they need to step up. And Nelson Sefolosha mana played so well last weekend when he came off that bench. Uh, Griffin Neen, the young boy from the West Coast. Leo Thompson's had a a year to remember from Newcastle. Foo Brown. We're looking for a hooker because we've got you know Kieran in there at the moment. Um, yeah, mate. Kieran Four and Ben Hunt, two halfbacks playing at hooker. Uh, probably where that game's going to be won. And just like, I know I mentioned two
2: debutantes. That sounds like, you know, we've got two young and experienced Aussies coming into this. I world. know, mate. W- one of the debutantes is Dallium medal winner from 2022, Nico Hines. <laughs> well, you know, like how luxury is that? I didn't do that enough justice. Uh, and the other one is Tom Fledger as well. But uh, Nico Hines on, on debut, boys. What Are, are you expecting big things?
0: Uh, he might start because Cameron Munster missed training yesterday. So he's, he's down with illness. So there potentially could be him coming into the starting team and, and having a bit more of an impact than we probably thought, uh, I will say he's class, isn't he? He's definitely class, and, and what a luxury. When you think, ah, de- like you said, debutantes, you know, they're bringing in a couple of new starters into the starting team, Cotter and Fledger, taking over from Payne Haas, uh, Fiat Ma- and uh, Martin, uh, Liam Martin. You know, like, that is absolute class, coming into the sods. So, look, I, I got all confidence in this, this Kiwis team after dismantling um, Samoa 50-0. And they play pretty scratchy through periods. Dropped a hell of a lot of ball. Could have been worse for the Samoans. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a game. Hell of a game. I think the Kiwis uh, will beat them. And I think, I'm think i looking forward to the battle up front. You know, when you've got uh, the big names in the forwards, seeing what they're able to do. Isaiah, Isaiah Papali'i, um, Moses Leota taking on Cameron Murray and Fledger. So,
1: that's where it's won for me. Bang. Beauty. Can't be anything else before we get on. On, on that game, I'm oh, just looking forward to it. it, it mm. you know, like, people are calling it a dead rubber because they've got to come to Hamilton and play the final next week. Mm. Uh, it ain't never a dead rubber against the Kangaroos, no. mate. And every win you can get against them, I hope the Kiwi boys can go out and take that one in Australia this weekend because that'll hurt. Round three. Right, boys. Huge fight taking mm. place this weekend.
2: Huge. And I've been very interested in the lead-up of this one. I am alluding to Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou, UFC versus boxing. Does it top McGregor and Mayweather? And is there another dream fight that you'd like to see? Because I've been thinking about it. This Fury and Ngannou, you're taking the arguably the best heavyweight boxer uh, in the world and you're taking the best heavyweight uh, fighter from, from the UFC. Putting them together in a ring can only cause chaos, right? Oh... Uh, mate, I'm actually excited for this.
0: This isn't a mockery. I feel because Francis Ngannou no. is an actual boxer and he can punch. Tyson Fury, if you listen to his conversations before this fight, kempi he is genuinely prepared for this. You know, he is looking ahead to Usyk a wee bit, but he's got a hell of a fight on his hand. If Francis Ngannou can land a couple of shots on him, it will rattle Tyson Fury. So I think this tops McGregor and and. Uh, and Mayweather, for sure, I think there'll be a lot of more eyes on this because the potential outcome of this will see the, the greatest fight ever in the history of boxing, I feel, uh, when you t- see Usyk and uh, Tyson Fury battling it out. For me, I would love, and you got to remember, um, Joseph Parker's on that card as well. He's taking on Simon Keane, so there's a fair bit to look forward to from a Kiwi's perspective. But if there's a fight I want to see, I want to see Canelo knock out McGregor. Yeah. I want to see Canelo knock yeah. out McGregor. Look, honestly, I loved Conor McGregor. Mm. He has absolutely lost the plot now.
1: Yeah, and he's like, skin a bit, skin a bit worrying. He's losing respect. eh, as he, I feel exactly the same mm. way. I thought about that on Monday after reading another story about what he's carrying on like a pork chop. Um, mm. This this fight, cares, All right, it's. It's not bigger than McGregor and and uh, Mayweather for the fact that they both earned a hundred million dollars each. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's talk that Nungaroo gets ten mil, well Tyson gets fifty mil. So money wise, it's I think he's only he earned possibly six hundred thousand a fight UFC. So it basically, um, says you know good choice to go and fight, but. The thing with it is, it's heavyweight, and he just has to get one punch in and knock someone out. It isn't lightweight, middleweight, where you can take a punch. If he lands a punch on Tyson, um, all hell will break loose. And I mean, I mean, like he'll knock, he'll knock Tyson out. Tyson's come out and said he's not going to touch me. He said, "What if I go the whole boxing fight mm. without him actually landing a punch?" So as he's right, he's prepared for it. Um, the one I really want to see, I actually don't want to see any more gimmicks. I want to see Usyk fight Tyson Fury. And I and on all accounts, Tyson Fury's come out and said he'll fight him on the 23rd of December. So yeah. just before Christmas. So backing it up straight after the fight with him. So backing it up. So he's not expecting if, it for Ngannou to hit him. Yeah, I
0: like that, Kempe. Yeah, if, yeah I like that. It's a, it's a mockery of boxing. Huh? Get rid of those gimmicks. And at the moment, McGregor's state is yeah. a gimmick.
2: Yeah, you're completely right, is he? And I, and I think you're right about that, Kempy, in terms of it's not the bigger fight from uh, marketing or, or what's been big on social media, and I think it has been because these two guys have been taking it a lot more serious. You know, there was always that element, Conor McGregor, yes, he, he grew up Boxing, uh, but that doesn't make him a boxer, you know. So going into that fight with Mayweather, we know Mayweather's one of the biggest prize fighters in the world, you know, he's, he's got to try and get in there and, and not get touched. Um, but these two guys, Ngannou and Fury, they're going in there to take each other's heads off. Like, mm. this is a proper serious fight. He so stays, he stays fight. well away
1: from him, Tyson.
2: If, if Ngannou manages to beat Tyson Fury, does this change the fight game? Ah, to destroy Tyson Fury. <sighs> One hundred percent. He's he's got the most to lose. I, you know what? No, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say. I think it could nah, be very detrimental it. on boxing. I think it genuinely mm-hmm. could. I feel I feel like boxing's in a space over the last few years where it's it's been attacked definitely by these gimmick mm-hmm. fights and by these uh, YouTube uh, v professional fighters. You know, but none of them are boxers in in the real sense of the thing. So, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, what I hope for boxing's you know what sake that Anthony Fury
0: Joshua. Wins. You know what happened with Andy Joshua? He lost his fight to Andy Ruiz before that big fight with Tyson Fury, and that devastated the heavyweight division. Mm. Hasn't really recovered since. And now we're in a case where this could devastate it even more if he loses. Because Usyk, what's he going to do? There's no point in him fighting Tyson Fury with no bout. Ooh. Plenty to talk about, heaps of messages coming through. Yeah, send us through your messages on the Cox Plate, your greatest wins, your memories, what you love, and also talk about haircuts. Absolutely (laughs) love the passion coming through on double eight, double three. Need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan Mobile. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring.